previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Luke and I actually dated the same girl. It was got kind of awkward. Hey, speaking of girls you used to date, you know what I love about living in DFW is I hear uh, your ex-girlfriend's voice on the radio all the time. That's really awesome. It's episode 38 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy now you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is blogger, author, speaker, mom, Sarah Fragoso. Super excited. Had a great conversation with Sarah. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? I'm great, Mark. Happy You know what? No. Were you aware? Were you aware? Today, July. We're recording this on July first. Yeah. Are you aware that today is Canada Day? Is it? Is that like how we celebrate the Fourth of July? What What are they celebrating? I will encourage you to Wikipedia that, uh, so we can understand our brethren to the north. Uh, but I have a lot of friends that are Canadian. Uh, through you know, growing up playing hockey, kind of a disproportionate amount of. I would say that I have way more Canadian friends than the average person. I have one. My same upbringing. So like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm plugged into these kinds of things. I have one Canadian friend and he's like one of my least favorite friends because he's Canadian. <laughs> I thought you're, <laughs> you threw me for a loop there. Well, Canadian people are interesting. I know. They, I know. They I'm like just to, They like to apologize. They like to, uh, <laughs> Say, they like eh? to eat syrup. They like uh, hockey. So yeah. Happy Canada Day to all of our Canadian listeners, well, question mark? Do we yeah. have, uh, are, we, are we international? <laughs> Speaking of Canadians, okay, I am with, uh, I've been faced with a dilemma, and I we're gonna, I talked to Sarah briefly about this, but I wanted to get your opinion. Okay. My car got totaled in a hailstorm a couple weeks ago. Yes. I was given, it was an eight-year-old Honda Fit, so it's not like I'm getting... A huge check yeah, for it. Yeah, the 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 what did you, the Queen's jewels worth of checks here. <laughs> it's a very kind of small... like if my if my ten year old Volkswagen got yeah. smashed. Yeah, so it's they'd like get, they'd basically be able to pay me like in cash. Yeah, like here's twenty bucks. Company. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so the the cars that I can get are limited. If I don't want to do any financing, which I don't, because I haven't had a car payment in a long time. So yeah. you you start narrowing down. I need a car that has four doors that'll fit kids that. <laughs> so I'm drinking a huge protein shake, and that just happened. You know, I, I, I feel like we're on the same page now because I've been trying for 30 episodes to not do that. But like, <laughs> oh man, Mark wanted to burp in the middle of it too. So now we're kind of yes, yes, good. burping is fine. Um, so the, there are like two cars in Abilene that fit all the distinctions. Two cars that are like less than the amount of the check that I have. <laughs> the first is a 2006. Cadillac DTS with 89,000 miles on it, owned by a smoker. These, I feel like we already have several strikes against this. Well, keeping in, keeping in mind that the pool is very, very small. Okay. The second okay. option is a like a 2006 Nissan Rogue with 151,000 miles. Hmm. How heavy was the smoker? I'll talk you through this because I feel like I could. It okay. You know? It was. It, there was still like I took it off the lot. Like they hadn't even detailed it yet. I just wanted to drive it, and I opened up like kind of like playing around with stuff. There were still like cigarette, cigarette butts. <laughs> all the glove box is like an avalanche of cigarettes. Well, in the in, they were in the ashtray. So well, okay, let me say this: Who in their right mind uses the ashtray mm-hmm. for cigarette butts? No idea. I don't understand, like, uh, 
Like I guess, I, I'm picturing I guess like a large. The window's not good, but oh, and there's oh. a sticker on it that says the the Episcopal Church welcomes you. Maybe they do. Who knows? Maybe they do, Mark. <laughs> so that's that's the car. So okay. it's like not very good gas mileage, but it's a Cadillac, which well, is pretty cool. I was just going to cool. ask you about the gas mileage. What are we looking at here? Oh, probably twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. It's it's like it's like the truck. It's a truck that we have. Probably twenty two, mm. twenty three highway, sixteen, seventeen. But I don't Ooh. drive it on the highway. I just it's just like getting around town car Dude. and then i rent to go out of town if i if i'm traveling out of town and then we take the truck if we're gonna be in, as a family you can't find like a civic like a you know like a honda civic with like not, a, not know, for less than the money that i have in my check man alive i know there's there there are two-door honda civics a lot of them but i i, I can't do a two-door there are manual oh, transmissions true. but my old car was a manual and jen does not want me to get a manual because she okay. if i ever Stop right there because <clears throat> now you, you, we have opened up another can that at some point I wanted to discuss uh, with another human being. My wife is the same way. If my car drove off a cliff tomorrow or something and I had to get a new one, that's a lot of money you can save getting a manual transmission instead of an automatic. Mm-hmm. But my wife, she's unwilling to learn. Right. Not even like, hey, I've tried to drive one in the past and it didn't work out. It's like, no, I, w- I don't want to do that. No. Yep. I've been, I've been driving for nine no, – wait, what's 16 – Less thirty three, whatever math, it is, seventeen years or something, twenty seven years, no, <coughs> seventeen years, like all but like three of those years, I've had a manual transmission. Dude, after you drive it for like a month, you don't even think about it. Yeah, like I was my, my old pickup truck. I'm yeah, you read you read Ford, wasn't down, it? I'm going yeah. neutral, clutch, yeah. and this and that, and like you never think about any of it. Yeah, it's never, and it always looks, I guess. Like, oh my gosh, that person, they're, they're just all over the place with their machinery hands. Yeah. But like, you don't even think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love the manual. But see, like, if I ever took the truck, Jen... This <laughs> 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 our best conversation ever. Jen is stuck because she can't drive the manual. So anyway, Man. so I'm, I'm leaning towards the, the Cadillac. Whoa. Uh, because it's a Cadillac. I just feel like I would be so Come cool like, driving uh, a Cadillac. This is just a name on a piece of, uh, on a metal box. I know, I know. Although it has less miles than the other one, I'd be more concerned with like the "Hey, how long am I going to be able to drive this thing?" Yeah, man, that's a real conundrum. Like, uh, that's the ultimate, like, uh, you know. Yeah, it's it's the ultimate it's hard. rock and hard place. Yeah. The other one doesn't stink like smoke, but yeah. it's got more miles on it. Oh, and it, yeah, and it's a little bit smaller inside. Like, there's just a lot of room in the in the Cadillac. Anyway, mm. okay, so that's my conundrum. See, and by the time this airs, I will have already made my decision. So, any listener feedback will be uh, all for naught. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, that we spent a lot of time talking about that. That was um, a really weird, random conversation. Yeah. Had. Yeah. Um, quick iTunes update. I've had I've had issues only being able to show 25 shows, and this is 38. So obviously, there's 13 shows that aren't showing up. I have finally just gone with a service. I, you know, with iTunes, there's no iTunes support phone number or anything. So I'm I'm in the the process of transitioning over to like another host server thingy. Two four niner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, the nerderies will retire to the. My fellow nerds will retire to the nerdery with our calculators. Uh, that's a Tommy Boy reference. You don't have to say that every time. Everyone I'm, knows that. I know. I was talking about. Here. Okay, I'm sorry. And someone did uh, email me and say that they got my Krang reference. For the Krang record, reference. the Krang with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the big, oh. the brain guy. <laughs> anyway. Well, you and him, you guys can retire to your nerd <laughs> calculators. So I finally, so hopefully by the time episode 38 is up on July 7th, hopefully everything will be up and all the shows one through 38 will be up on iTunes. So there's always that. Um, 
Terrific. Real quick, if you go to the Facebook page, uh, Simply Human Lifestyle, or Facebook.com slash Simply Human Lifestyle, there is a, uh, a free, the Caltons are giving away their Rich Food, Poor Food book, which basically tells you like what to buy at the grocery store, what not to buy, uh-huh. things to avoid. And I think there's like a $10 shipping charge, but I mean, the book is free. So it's a pretty good value for ten bucks. Um, there's a there's a link on the Facebook page to that, and also if you go to the website simplyhumanlifestyle.com, there are banners and stuff for the for the multivitamin nutrients with coupon codes and the skinny fat, uh, like the MCT coconut oil with the coupon code as well. If you have questions, can't find it, just email email me. It's all it's all in one place there. But um, anything else? Let's should we get to Miss Fragoso, Mrs. Fragoso? Uh, congratulations to the Dallas Stars for cha- trading for Jason Spezza. That's a big deal today. Okay, for both and of my hockey fans. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Yeah, I got, man. that's it. Yeah, we I, just I, saw Shrek the musical. That's where I was this morning. Oh, so. oh, oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay, really terrific. Um, yeah, I just fell asleep when you said the word Dallas Stars. Um, hockey is fun. I know. Also, I know. It really is. It really is. I just can't get into it. Um, okay, uh, USA plays today. Uh, who knows? By the time this airs, they will they will either have won or lost. Uh, yeah, let's do some let's do some World Cup talk because the game will be over in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So people will get to hear like week old World yeah, Cup. Yeah, very relevant. Okay, so let's just get to it. You can find yeah. us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. I already mentioned the Facebook page. We have a YouTube channel. You need to eat some more food and put it on the YouTube channel. I was just thinking about this yeah. last night. I'm trying to. I've, I've used all my gumption to do like those five or six episodes. So I need to like get some more courage to go. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. That's also my Instagram handle. You can email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So without further ado, here is Sarah Fergoso. We talk about a lot of things. Uh, like getting started, how you get started, being healthy if you're not healthy, uh, some common misconceptions with nutrition and exercise. We talk about things we enjoy about life. And again, we bring up the Cadillac Nissan conversation. Here's, here's, here's Sarah. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, we are, I am, I guess, Rick is not on the call with me right now, and it is his loss because I'm just so honored and pleased to have Sarah Fergoso of EverydayPaleo.com. Uh, she is a co-host of the Paleo Lifestyle and Fitness Podcast. She's a speaker. She is an author. Her books, she has written a, a national bestseller, Everyday Paleo. She has a children's book called Paleo Pals. She's written Everyday Paleo Family Cookbook, Everyday Paleo Around the World, Italian Cuisine, and what is sitting right in front of me, which I finally received yesterday, Everyday Paleo, Thai Cuisine, Authentic Recipes Made Gluten-Free. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. I'm I'm really stoked. And I just finished recording with Jason, so I'm like all warmed up. Oh, like yeah. You got me at my prime. Cool. So. <laughs> well, I, I see. what And y'all, y'all released today. This show actually won't release on the, uh, until the 7th. Uh, so, uh, so nice. yeah. So there's a little delay on this. And I'm actually kind of going through... I don't know, like, it's like the hashtag podcast problems where I I was only showing 25 shows and I couldn't, you know, figure it out. So finally, I'm just, I'm paying people to do it for me. I'm so sick of messing with, because I don't speak computer speak. Oh my I, gosh, me neither. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, anyway. I, it's it's challenging. The whole technological side of what we do, it <laughs> just seems so backwards. You know, right. it's like we're not supposed to really be worried about this stuff. Right. And yet... 
we can't get our message out there unless we worry about this stuff. Right. So. right. Well, you can't get it yeah. out to a, a, a huge amount of people. I mean, other than just yeah. like, you know, talking to the people on your street. Uh, if, <laughs> and they get tired of that. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> this guy again with his flyers. Oh, here we go. But cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about your background and then uh, we'll, we'll dive into some other stuff. So I know, I think it all started for you back in 2008. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Um, I mean, of course, it always all starts, you know, even before that actual right. poignant date where you're like, okay. You were born. Day. And before that, something happened to, yeah, so we won't yeah. go into all that. but No, no, <laughs> no. So, so sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Yes. No, no I was just going to say, yeah, just start us, start us in 2008. Kind of uh, how did you get started into where sort of the path that you're on now uh, and doing what you're doing now? Well, you know, I was a complete train wreck. Um, that's kind of how it all started (laughs) to be honest with you. I, um, gosh, in fact, I was just talking to a friend of mine last night. She's you've people have probably heard me talk about her. Her name is Laura. She's not my sister, Laura, but she's like my adopted mom. She's a close friend of our family and just a really special person. And I actually met her also in 2008 and she's, she brought up a picture that she'd seen of me and she was like, we were walking and she complimented me last night on the dress I was wearing. And she said, God, this picture of you just flashed in my mind. And you, you looked awful, Sarah. And I was <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> She's like, no, you did. You were so heavy and you just looked sick. And I'm like, well, I was. You didn't know me then. But yes, that that was me. I was heavy and I was sick. And um, I, more than that, my mental state was really bad. And, you know, I had just had my third child and he was um, – I have to count on my fingers how many months old he was. He was almost four months old when I decided to do something about um, my health. And um, the long version of the story goes something like, you know, I met Rob Wolf a couple years prior and we were friends with him, although I thought they were crazy because of their the way they ate and they were just these nutty, energetic people. And I just didn't want anything to do with that because I, you know, knew that nutrition didn't have anything to do with health because, you know, I'd had examples of that my whole life. And no matter how hard you try, you still get sick. But, you know, when you get into a place of desperation and when the people you love most can no longer count on you, you have to figure out something or you lose everything. And um, my husband very gently prompted me to make some change because, you know, you've have you met my husband, Mark? I, we've never actually met. We've emailed oh. back and forth a few times, but yeah, we've never actually face to face met. I've I've watched you know all the videos on the everyday uh, paleo or the uh, uh, yeah EP Life Fit forums yeah. and everything. There's all the videos and stuff, so I, I kind of feel like I know him. We need to have yeah. him. Yeah, you need to what? I'm sorry. I, I said we need to have him on the show. You know, I don't know why more people don't ask him to make appearances like that because he's such a wealth of knowledge. But anyway, you know, he's just, he's the picture of health and super energetic and athletic and happy and positive. And I wasn't any of those things. I was, you know, barely able to get out of bed in the morning and couldn't take care of our kids adequately and was not very much fun to be around. So like as a, um, as a husband, that's a, that's a very tricky. How do you like, what is the, the gentle way to say that, you know, like, uh, Hey, you're heavy and sick. Yeah. (laughs) Then you're in the doghouse for two years. You know, I, I have such a unique relationship with my husband. Um, we've always been very open and honest with each other in the most gentlest of ways. (laughs) And he literally, and I've told this story before, I'm sure some people are like, here it comes again. But he gave me his sweatpants one morning (laughs) and said, honey, (laughs) put these on and go to the gym. Oh man. 
you know, and he really could have been a huge jerk about the whole thing. And he probably had every right to be because I was, um, pretty much wallowing in self-pity at that point. (laughs) But I'm also, I think you know me well enough to know I'm, I've got a little fire inside me and I can be pretty spunky and, um, pretty stubborn too. So, uh, I, I just, I usually need to make decisions on my own without someone prompting me, but when it's the person you love more than anything and your relationship and the rest of your life is kind of riding on the decision to make changes, you either man up and do it or you don't. And I, and I did. So, um, Rob and his wife, then at the time girlfriend, Nikki, um, were willing to train me a couple days a week, but they were really, you know, obviously worried about my situation. And I wasn't doing much more than like walking around the gym and doing some squats. I couldn't, I couldn't hang from the bar. I could hardly pick up 65 pounds off the ground. Um, I was in pretty, pretty bad shape overall. And they really just, you know, after about a month of me kind of like wandering around the gym a couple times a week, they're like, you need to really focus on the nutrition thing. Like, I challenge you just to give it a shot. And they presented it kind of in a challenging way because they knew me at that point and my stubbornness and my um, the, the, that little fire that I have inside me like I just talked about. So I took their challenge and uh, was really shocked and surprised at how amazing I felt, I felt after just a couple of weeks. And, you know, I won't go into the whole carb cravings and horrific first week of trying to change my diet and what that was all like. But, you know, when my, my head came out of the clouds and I realized that I never felt this good in my life, there was literally no, no turning back. I had no idea what I was doing. All I knew is that they told me to eat meat and vegetables and, um, show up at the gym a couple times a week. And that was it. That's, that's all I knew. So I, I was like, Oh my gosh, whatever this is, is totally working. And I can do laundry at two o'clock in the afternoon without wanting to lay on the floor in the fetal position. Cause that's literally where I was not even like a month before that. I, that, I, that was my life where I would try to do laundry and I'd have to lay down in the hallway. Just like curl so up on the laundry and just pretty sort of much. Fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much with a, a you know, a, a four-year-old and an infant really needing me all the time. So yeah, it was tough. Yeah. It was really tough, but that's where it all kind of started for me. Cool. Now, um, kind of this, that starting point is a place that a lot of people, you know, find themselves. And so like, for instance, I have a friend who lives right down the street. She just had twin girls mm-hmm. and she is a very strong and, and powerful person, but you know, having twins and really for the, for the last like two or three months, all she has been doing is feeding two babies. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. So there'd be days that she gets to the end of the day and she's like, I haven't even like stood up today. So like somebody like that who's coming into like where they're not quite so tied quite literally to the twins, like where do you tell people to start? Like just walking um, and then doing some of the core movements? Like what, what's a kind of a starting point for somebody like that? You know, it really depends on on the person, obviously, how deconditioned they are. If they haven't ever moved before, I think walking is a great jumping off point, especially for someone who's been sedentary for a long time. And it's easy. It's not something that you have to figure out how to do or wonder if your technique is right, <laughs> right. you know, and, and most people can carve out time in their day and you have to usually give up something else that maybe you're used to. So instead of watching your primetime television, get outside and walk. 
Um, I encourage people to get a dog even. Like if you have a pet that needs to be taken care of and taken outside and walked and played with, people are naturally going to be outside more and walking more. Right. So I think that's a huge, huge turning point for people is just to start doing something that their body's really familiar with and understands. And you don't need to go find a great coach for that. You don't have to join a gym. It's just as simple as opening your front door and putting on your shoes, right? And go, or not putting on your shoes, right? Yeah, yeah. And like when I'm, I'm in my, uh, there's, I guess it's new construction like streets around where we live, so I just I have to wear my my Vibrams, but uh, you know, but I might I might hurt my foot and have to sue them, uh, but that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, um, uh, yeah so I'll I have Audible.com. I don't know, like I, that it's it's like through Amazon, and I have like audiobooks. And so instead of like having to just sit and like watch TV or a show or something, I'll put in my headphones mm-hmm. at night. And if I need, you know, I, I wear a Fitbit and try to get ten thousand steps a day. I just I'm a I'm a metrics guy, I like knowing. So if I'm at like eight thousand steps, I'll put in my headphones and go walk for twenty minutes or something. And right. so that's something you can do. You know, I wouldn't recommend you know trying to read and walk, especially in the yeah. dark, because you might uh, get run over or step on a snake or something. Especially where I live, but um, yeah, so there are, there are things that you can do. Yeah, and it's not like you know you have to watch a YouTube video on like how to walk. <laughs> right. Well, I don't. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, some people might, but you're beyond our help. If that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and what are some things in your opinion that humans, and in particular women? are missing about getting healthy? I mean, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. What are some of those big things that you think uh, if people just sort of understood that their lives would be a lot better? Oh man. Well, gosh, I feel like there's a lot of things missing, especially for women um, who are misinformed. But I think the biggest misconception is that just the diet myth that in order to be healthy, we must be on a diet. And it's just, it's so blatant out there in the media that what we have to do is find that next diet or that next secret or that next plan. And I feel like now that paleo is kind of mainstream, it's turned into that where people are still viewing that as a diet rather than a lifestyle or something that they're going to do for uh, forever or a way just to regain health. Um, I think too, finding joy in what they're doing rather than just having it be another mundane routine type thing that we have to do to get through the day. I think we just forget that we really just want to be happy and playful and find joy in, in everyday moments. And I work on this every day or all the time. I work on this constantly where I shouldn't be focused so much on, um, what I'm accomplishing and more on the experience. So, um, I encourage women, especially to, reconnect with their food source again in a different way rather than looking at it from a macronutrient ratio or is this on the yes list or the no list to instead develop like a personal love affair with their food. Like where does my food come from? How, how is this food nurturing my body? Is this food that I'm putting into my mouth going to benefit me in any way? And if it is, what is it going to do for me? And um, just enjoying the process of you know going to your farmer's market, making it a morning by yourself or maybe with your spouse or your friend or whoever makes you happy and brings you joy and you know planning out a menu that is conducive to your busy schedule rather than struggling through it every single week. So I think just reframing perspective and uh, food relationships and getting out of the diet mentality is a huge, huge roadblock for most women, women to overcome when they're trying to get healthy. Yeah. One of the things I learned from you guys early on was like, you, diet is a, is a noun. It shouldn't be a verb. Like exactly. you shouldn't be on a diet. You should, you have a diet, but it's just like you have, you know, like lions have a diet. They eat 
other animals. Like that's their mm-hmm. diet. They they don't diet. And so as soon as we think of, of diet as a verb, that's where we can kind of get into some some non-sustainable things that you do. And that's like we have a simply human tip of the week every week. And I think I think it may have been it's just the last show that or maybe two shows ago. It was uh, do things that are sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're if you're just miserable at the end of the day because you're on a diet and you starved yourself and you only ate 1500 calories, like it, ask yourself, is this something I could do for the rest of my life? If you couldn't, if you can't starve yourself for the rest of your life, which you could, but it would be a shorter rest of your life because you die, <laughs> right. then, then, then do something else. Like if you, if you're eating baby food or something crazy, like the, you know, the cabbage soup or whatever, all these crazy diets are the grapefruit diet or something. If that's not something you can do for the rest of your life, you're on the wrong track. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people get get uh, messed up. And this whole other whole idea, you know, not just nutrition, but the idea that you can just sit all day and go to the to the gym. I just oh, like knowing what I know now. When I passed by, like we were in New York uh, a couple weeks ago, and there was just this this place, and all it was was ellipticals and like exercise bikes. Yeah. And like so, these people just go in there and and you know do the elliptical for an hour, and to them that's like you know, and especially when you see people who are unhealthy, like overweight, and you bless them, they're trying, mm-hmm. but you just want to go up to them and be like, "This is not your. This is not how you're going to fix your problem. Like you've got to." you know, lift heavy stuff and, right. and, and not just, you know, anyway. So yeah, that's another one of the misconceptions that I, that I think is, is pretty big, but. Oh yeah. I mean, women, especially the whole cardio thing. I mean, how many cardio programs are geared towards us? You know, right. I can name like five right off the top of my head that I probably shouldn't say cause I'll get hate mail. Cause that's <laughs> happened to me before, by the way, <laughs> where I've said a specific program and I've gotten letters. You don't know that you don't like this. Have you ever tried it? I'm like, right. no, yeah. I haven't. Have you- Want to. You haven't like cellophane wrapped your stomach and seen how skinny you can get in like three minutes? <laughs> right. You haven't jumped around for an hour with pink weights and done that seven times a week. And I'm like, well, if I wanted to die of adrenal fatigue within the next month, yeah. I can do that. Sure. <laughs> have you seen have you seen the poodle aerobics on uh on a, a YouTube? I'll Mm-mm. I'll send it to you. It's that's a thing. It's the creepiest. It's like I guess they've either they're dressed up like poodles. Or it's like a computer-generated thing. Oh, it wow. is horrifying, and oh, it's my. like this other thing. Yeah. So I'll. I'll, I'll and email how like you degrading that. is that? You know how <laughs> empowering it is as a, a woman to be able to, you know, go into my gym and set up a barbell without any assistance and pick up a pretty good, decent amount of weight without any poodles involved. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty empowering. Yeah, even if it was like a big poodle, that's still right. kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. So well, no, yeah. I have not seen that. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll send you the link. Uh, you will be uh, your day will be forever blessed. Uh, Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's speaking of going into a gym and being able to like handle a barbell. So let's talk about the fact that you lift weights, but you don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it was my understanding that if you lifted weights, that you automatically look like a bodybuilder. Is that is that not right? Well, I'm trying, Mark. I <laughs> oh, mean, sorry, I just insulted you. I have had the Arnold goal in mind. You know, if I had his neck, yeah. I mean, come on. You've been smoking cigars and, and speaking with an Austrian accent. Yeah, that's right. That's, that explains that. all that. Yeah. <laughs> He 
He's like, that is so hot, babe. Yeah. I love when you do that. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, especially all the years now that I've been lifting, you kind of get into this mentality of of almost as a from a female perspective, from my perspective, because I really appreciate the muscles that I do have and I like to look in the mirror and I like what I see. And I couldn't say that ten years ago because not because I wasn't in shape because I lacked the self-confidence. I was, I didn't have the security in my own self, my relationship, my body that I do now. And a lot of that has come with just becoming more mentally and, and physically healthy. Um, but no, I don't feel like I look like a bodybuilder and I've sure, I'm sure you've heard Jason and I say, you know, I have so much respect for the female bodybuilders that are right. in the actual sport because that is challenging right. to do and you usually cannot do it without some sort of intervention which right. is I'm not judging that like if that's your sport and that's what you want to do I think that's stinking awesome but for you know the average woman to achieve that kind of result by simply having a healthy weightlifting program that they follow is really not possible and I get compliments on the muscle definition in my arms. And if I go on vacation, like when we went to Italy for a while and we came back and I felt like I kind of lost a little bit of muscle mass, I was kind of disappointed, <laughs> but I feel like it looks, it looks healthy and I don't feel like Arnold at all. And in fact, after lifting for so many years, I'll sometimes be like, gosh, why don't I have more muscle in my legs? <laughs> right. I know how strong I am. Why right. can't I see that muscle more? Yeah. Like my, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, but it's healthy. That's like, that's how it should be. Cause if I was, all muscle and I didn't have, you know, any body fat on me, I probably wouldn't be very much fun to hang out with. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, I really wish that it wasn't such a preconceived notion and every woman is built differently and we all have different genetics and some women respond, you know, differently to the stimulus of lifting weights than others. But I've never in my entire career trained a woman who was all of a sudden after three, six months, a year of training, came to me and said, I can't believe you did this to my body. Yeah. I'm horrified. Yeah. I look never, like a, I look like a freak. Don't look at me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like my, uh, I, I have that issue with my calves. Like I'm like, okay, I can squat this much. And why are my calves so stinking small? But that's all. Right. It's just a genetic it's kind of a thing. Genetics but, yeah, play yeah. a huge role in, in how your body is going to look even when you're your healthiest. Right. So, you know, you can get those calf implants, Mark. Right. I was thinking about that. I was actually, speaking of YouTube, I, was, I, I wasn't looking for um, like implants gone awry videos it just somehow like it's you know it's like uh-huh. up next kind of deal i clicked on it this woman's like rear end implant had oh. flipped it, she could like flip it around like oh god where like the flat oh, side, she could she could turn it she was like yeah i don't think this is supposed to be like this and you could like you know see it like the flat edge of it and then she could like manipulate <sighs> it and like flip it back around to where it was supposed to go it's like oh that is just awful but you know i have a a, a totally viable like realistic way to get a nice booty Squats. without having to do that what? and it's well you squat yeah. lunge do some weighted glute bridges yeah, <laughs> do some yeah. bird dogs yeah, some save your, yeah save yourself the uh being able to like feel something like twisting around in your yeah. in your butt <laughs> it can't be good yeah. it cannot be good yeah. and speaking <laughs> of strength you know I, I read an article it was like it was an article that was referencing something that had been written back in like the 20s or something and it were the five or six things that you should be able to do like strength wise and it was like you know 15 to 18 dips uh 15 pull-ups push a you know, certain number of push-ups and there there's a point where like yeah like and if you can't do like 
at least a couple of pull-ups or dips or push-ups or some body weight stuff. Like when, when life happens and like you get in a wreck or like there's a fire or like something happens that requires your your physicality to jump into action, like you're going to be screwed. (laughs) It's true. I really, I think about that where I used to not really think about it, especially with three active children. I can't even say three active children anymore because my son is, my oldest is headed off to college. So that's That's, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. But my two little ones that are active and, you know, crazy and all over the place. I mean, I'm so grateful for my strength and for what I'm capable of doing. And, you know, even the times that I travel by myself, I think about what if I was in an emergency situation, what would I do right now? And I know that I could handle myself. Right. And that's, that's huge. I always laugh because, you know, I'm on a plane by myself, probably more frequently than I care to be. And if I'm, you know, about to pick my bag up and put it overhead, sometimes I'll have a nice gentleman <laughs> step in and ask if they can help me. And I always say yes, just because I want to be nice. But yeah. inside I'm thinking, I got it. I have a feeling that I probably can lift more than you. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> funny. And if anyone's wondering, uh, Sarah was sort of a, uh, a phenomenon. She actually had her oldest child when she was 10. Um, (laughs) Exactly. I'm only 25. 25 years old. It's crazy. So, uh, and you've accomplished so much. That's awesome. (laughs) Crazy. I know. I know. Right. It's a little scary, but yeah, it was, it was fun yesterday being at, I was at orientation, Chico State orientation with Kobe yesterday. And a couple times I got mistaken as a student. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he the was more, cool. yeah, the more we talk, the more I, I like you and my wife are very similar. Like y'all are so, sort of smaller in stature, but very fiery, very strong. And like she teaches at a university, and That's awesome. and she just got her braces off, <laughs> like you know, a couple weeks yeah. ago. So especially when she had the braces on, like she would all the time get mistaken for a student or like a visiting <laughs> high school student and she's like awesome. I've been teaching here for five years uh yeah I'm in my 30s but thank you yeah I'm like you enjoy that don't uh yeah don't ever like complain about that because you know, I don't I, trust I, yeah, me yeah so because I'm the guy that's like the opposite people are like oh you're only 33 man I thought you were like at least 40 like oh. whatever it's the beard it's the beard yeah. I was just the beard yeah. you are a young buck you do not look a day past yeah. 30 <laughs> well yeah my my birthday just just came uh, up i guess last week and my my oldest daughter's is tomorrow so there's all sorts of crazy birthdays uh, going uh-huh. on around here. But let's hey, let's talk about your book. I've got I just got the Everyday Paleo Thai Cuisine, and I've just I started flipping through it last night. I was actually on my walk last night, and when I came back up to the uh, porch, I hadn't noticed that it was sitting there, and I picked it up and I was like flipping through it, and there's the red curry and mm-hmm. sweet and sour chicken and coconut soup looks amazing. Oh, I like, can't wait to just I told my wife just pick out two or three things and we'll just. We'll just do it. So what are some of your right. favorite things uh, out of the Thai cuisine book? And is the uh, is the coupon code, or is that, that's like a, a that's, everyday paleo life fit kind yeah, of Yeah, that's for EP yeah. life fit. Okay. We're celebrating. I wish I had a coupon code for the book, but since I'm not self-published, I have oh, right, nothing right. to do with the sale price of the book. However, Amazon tends to, you know, drop the price on it here and there. Right, it's, right. Well, it's always discounted on Amazon. So, right. And Costco, too, is carrying the book. Oh, cool. Which is also discounted. Well, it's not like discounted because it's on sale, but it's because it's at Costco. So right. I don't think you pay full price at Costco either. Cool. Um, but oh my gosh, I love all the food in this book, which, 
you know, you kind of have to when you're when you're writing your own cookbook. Yeah, you don't want to put would, something in that you don't like. <laughs> yeah, you put something in, you're just like that. Dude, and, and like even like in the book, you're like, don't try this. This is terrible. yeah, this is really yeah. not good. Because <laughs> there was definitely some stuff that we ate in Thailand, and even with people that we were cooking with, where I was like, oh boy, I this is going to be rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole plug your nose and, and swallow quickly trick without right. trying to offend anyone. So yeah. <laughs> um, no, those did not make it into the book. But you guys have to try the deep fried pork with pepper and garlic. Oh, that's so funny that you say that because that was like the thing that Jen like pointed to as we were uh, deep fried pork with pepper and garlic on page 196. Yeah, that, that's yes. really funny because she put, pointed to that and I was like, yeah, that, that one. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, it's okay. so simple and Oh my goodness. It's really a common street food in Thailand. So it's not even something that you will necessarily find on a menu in, in a Thai restaurant here in the States. You might, but it probably would be called something differently. I'm not sure. Right. But um, literally every single every single street cart that we passed by, oh, not every single one, but every single street that we walked on, there was at least one or two street carts that had this staple. And it's it, we had it for breakfast almost every morning. It's mm. just scrumptious. And then the other thing too, it's another pork dish. The stir fried crispy pork belly is to die for. And I mean, really pork belly is, should be all I have to say in order to entice you to want to try that one. But, um, unreal. Oh gosh. What else? I really like the deep fried fish cakes. I'm seeing all this deep fried stuff. I saw that one in there too. So Yeah. yeah. So check the book out. It's just, it's everyday paleo Thai cuisine, by, of course, Sarah Fragoso. And like she just said, uh, Costco, Amazon. You can also just go to everydaypaleo.com. And I think, aren't there links there? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, surely. Um, cool. And then, yeah, the other books are also great to have. I mean, it's just, we keep them in the pantry, you know, Aww. and then we'll just like, you know, pull them out and, and see what we're going to make or, you know, what we're going to try that week. Usually we'll, we'll do like, you know, one or two new recipes a week. Oh, hey, there's my daughters. Oh, and I then, hear yeah. them. <laughs> Uh, they we got them uh, ballet slippers to wear around the house because uh-huh. we had uh, we had a hailstorm and there was, like, it was broken glass and we keep <gasps> finding broken glass everywhere and so oh I got goodness. them I got them little ballet slippers to wear around the house and you know so so they're still we have a no shoes in the house rule right. but you know unless there's broken glass in the house. unless there's broken <laughs> yeah. glass so is this what happens when you live in Texas like you just have random hailstorms that break glass oh. in well my car was totaled um <sighs> and so i i got you know not a it was an 8 year old car with a lot of miles on it so it's not like i didn't get like this huge insurance check so right. the the pool of cars to get are very small that are like that that i won't have to do any financing on that'll hold all the kids so i'm sure all my listeners are like yeah this is really not interesting but the two <laughs> no, the, the, the two options i had that i have to choose from and I, i'm going to get your opinion on this okay. like a 2006 cadillac dts <laughs> Like a, like a, yeah. Or like a 2006 Nissan Rogue that has like 150,000 miles on it. And both of them, I just can hand in the entrance check and just be done with it. And just be done with it. Gosh, the problem, you gotta go Cadillac. I know what the problem with the Cadillac is. It was a smoker's car. Oh, so yeah. but they but they swear they can like fumigate it. And like I drove the, I we test drove the Cadillac yesterday and I'm like, Jen, I have. I could drive a Cadillac. Like, how cool would I be? And she's yeah. like, that is not the only reason that you should pick this car. <laughs> I was like, the gas mileage oh, is man. terrible. Like, it's like 15 miles to the gallon. But I'm like, oh, a Cadillac. A Cadillac. so cool. I have, I have a special place in my heart for Cadillacs because my grandma 
on my dad's <laughs> side. The one I'm named after her. My middle name is is her name, and um, she she would not drive anything but a Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. And she was just the cutest thing. And I remember when I finally got my driver's license, like going to her house and she'd be like, you want to drive, honey? And I'd be like, yeah, yes, I want to drive. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, oh. the uh, so we have to make that decision today. But anyway, speaking of you know, non-health related stuff that's a part of everyone's daily life. I, I'm going to ask you the question because I can't believe it. We're running up on time. But what is one thing that you enjoy about life or something that you do to make life more enjoyable? Uh, I'm going to have to say, uh, I think when people ask me questions like this, it's good to go with the first thing that pops into your head. Yes. And I'm going to have to say music. And oh, cool. I come from a very musical family. Those of you who have heard my show know that my sister is a recent Grammy winner. Yes, awesome. And, yeah. And um, growing up, my house was constantly filled with music. And in our dining room, um, we had our uh, baby grand upright piano that has been in the family for over 100 years, which is really cool. And my brother plays the drums, so we had a drum set. And my dad plays the guitar. I play the guitar a little bit. We even had... Um, we had a microphone for a while, but it was probably from like 1965 and I don't know how That's long that awesome. lasted. Yeah. But our kind of our nightly thing as a family is we would all sing and play instruments together. And we even entered a couple little talent shows when we were kids. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We were like seriously like the Partridge family. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, so just music. growing up yeah. with music, just um, it's just therapeutic for me and my kids all play music. So for us, it's like, singing in the car as loud as we can when we're just feeling silly and goofy or having music on when we're playing or when we're making dinner, just, you know, just to have that element, um, just makes the mood more cheerful. It really brings us all a lot of joy. That, that's funny. Um, because, you know, t- t- talking about the Partridge family, my dad, I, I have two older brothers, so there's three mm-hmm. boys and my dad. So that makes four and we're a very singing family very musically oriented family my brother plays the drums i play a guitar and so we were a barbershop quartet that's so cool <laughs> and my dad's name is urban as in like urban area or uh-huh. urban meyer which is a good reference finally that some people are like urban Irwin? or who's urban that's not a name like so, keith urban yeah yeah there, there's another one yeah so mm-hmm. our uh, our name was the suburbans was our uh, was our quartet name? So um, so I, I feel you on the Partridge family, uh, you know stuff. <laughs> I love it, and you know what? Your family is like mine. I I'm very outnumbered by all the boys in my family too. Yes, so I yes. get it. <laughs> yeah, my poor mom. <laughs> I know. I should meet her someday too. <laughs> Cool. Well, Sarah, I really appreciate this. Um, go to, I'll, I'll link to everything in the show notes that we talked about and all the books and everything, uh, everydaypaleo.com. I'm also guest writing on everydaypaleo.com, which thank you. It's such a, an honor and a thrill to be able to do that. And um, uh, you listen to the podcast, Paleo Lifestyle and Fitness Podcast. It's usually in the top of the fitness and nutrition charts on iTunes. Uh, so you can find her in all those places. And, uh, you know, we need to have John on. That's I'm going to email John today. Yes, do and, it. He would and, be so yeah. stoked. And, and he's awesome. I Like I said, I don't know why more people haven't asked the guy to, you know, talk about life in general because he's got just a crazy amount of information in that brain of his. Yeah, so. cool. So, yeah, he will definitely. So, so. Be on the lookout for John Fergoso on the show. So, nice. uh, very good. Well, Sarah, I really appreciate it, and I'm sure we will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much, Mark. Talk to you soon. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Sarah Fergoso. And like I said, we will hopefully have her husband, John, who's a chiropractor, on the show coming up. He is just 
a wealth of information and a great guy. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about this later, but a lot of cool stuff coming up on the podcast. Let's get so the Humans Being Human segment. We heard from my Uncle Paul a couple weeks ago uh, and Nighttime Terrors. This is a story about the time that he got hypnotized. He had a, a hangout at a conference or something where he went up and, uh, and was hypnotized. It's actually a pretty funny story. And if you enjoyed uh, the Nighttime Terror story, then you will enjoy uh, Uncle Paul and being hypnotized. So I go up, and he sits us, uh, I think we were seated, and I think there was 10 of us that went up at one time. We were sitting in chairs, and I, had, I was on the very end, if I remember right. Well, now the last one that went up. So I went up there, and I'm sitting on the end chair there, and this guy's talking about it, and he's going, and I can't really hear what he's saying to each person, but he starts at the other end, and he's right down in these people's face, talking very quietly and I can't really hear what he's saying and you know they'll all they all kind of act like they're hypnotized or just kind of go to sleep you know just head nods down so I'm watching this as they come down number one number two number three you know and I'm thinking I mean some of these people I know some of these people too I'm thinking what there's no way here so the guy finally gets to me and he just gets right in my face. I mean, he wasn't an inch and a half, two inches away from my nose and talking very, very quietly. So nobody except me could hear. He said, look straight into my eyes. Okay. And he said, and he had a, he didn't have a watch or anything, but he had, I think he had a pen, had something in his hand. And he said, just, just look at this, look at this pen. He held it right in front of my face. And the next thing I remember for sure was an hour to an hour and a half later, I was in the bathroom, wasn't I? Now you was it at the table? the table? You never went to the bathroom. It was, you I were, did go to the bathroom later. It was but, after it was all over. Oh, was it? Okay. Anyway, I was back at a table and I'm looking there and, and everybody sitting around me is looking at me and they're laughing and everything like that. And it would be just the same. I'm not kidding. It would be just the same as if I'd have just said, you know, Brad, why did you just get up on the dining room table there and do an Irish jig? And you would say, I didn't just get up on the table and do an Irish jig. I'm just sitting here in the chair. And that's exactly the way I felt. And except she said, look at your watch. I looked at my watch. It was an hour and a half later. I'd lost an hour and a half. He was panic struck. What? I mean, I, I, I didn't know what was going on. So anyway, later I hear not only from Woody Kay, but from everybody in the play. So some of the things that happened when he first started out, there were, uh, I don't I know if I... it was the woman that was drunk. There was some woman was up there. In the, yeah. I, anyway, he one of the things, I'll, I'll try and you can tell me if I'm leaving something out. Uh, <clears throat> he asked us at one point, if we uh, if we knew a song, if you if you think you know a song uh, that you could sing for the audience here, and there I don't know two or three of them were up there, I evidently sang some song. He comes over to me and he says, uh, "Paul, do you know a song?" Now by this time, I'm sort of feeling like I'm I'm hearing him, I'm seeing people out there and all this, but I guess because I wasn't laying there asleep, I guess I was just looking out. 
And he said, you know a song? Yeah, I know a song. What is it? It's uh, the old beer bottle, which was our old summer song from Abilene. The old beer bottle, yes. Well, sing us a little bit. So I go through the whole old beer bottle song. Everybody's going, yay, all this kind of stuff, you know, and I'm taking a little bow and waving at the... <laughs> Waving at him, you know, when I get through. It's like he has always said, I've never met a microphone I didn't love. He says. Well, all of a sudden, he's got all this great audience response. It's like, okay. And yeah. said, I just kind of perked up there. And he said, you know any more songs? Yeah. And I sang something, uh, You're Cheating Heart. And he's got a piano player. He's got a, yeah, a guy that's going, you know, and making funny music sound, boop, boop, you know, and that kind of stuff. Well, he's providing total background to what you're doing. I'm and he funny. says, uh, you know any more songs? Yep. Well, you know, you're cheating, heart. Well, I didn't. I, if you ask me right now, I'll give you a thousand bucks to write the words to your cheating heart. You'd still have your thousand bucks. But somewhere in my brain, I must have known it. So I start off on your cheating heart along with this piano player's playing playing, you He's know, and I sing two or three verses, the choruses. Yeah. Were you shocked? Just do you? No, no, I Well, we get through. Really. Oh, if you remember now, you had the woman up there. Some woman, singing. some woman comes up beside me and stands there she's beside me. And so she's just standing there beside me while I finish singing the song. Y'all are singing duets. And everybody just goes nuts you know they're all applauding everything and i say how about a hand for the rogerettes He's you know for this woman you know <laughs> so they gave her a hand i said how about a hand for my piano player leon He's now, named the piano player. <laughs> now leon now i've named the piano player leon so he takes a bow, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Well, by now this guy knows he's got a live one. So <laughs> everybody else is out, and it's me and this guy up here. So he says, uh, do you do any imitations? He said, that sounded pretty good, like uh, whoever sings your cheating Somebody heart. told him at this point, said, you, you ought to see, tell me to be an Well, I think he, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, ostrich. He, he, and he, he said, puts everybody down. He said, can any of you do any Can any of you do any animal imitations? <laughs> yes, I volunteer right there, you know. What do you, Paul, you, you got an animal? Yes. What do you do? Ostrich. You do an ostrich? Yeah. So, well, show us, you know. So I start, you know, so what's the name? What's your ostrich name? I said, Ozzy. Ozzy the ostrich? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I do a little rendition of an ostrich across the stage, you know, and mess around with that for a little bit, evidently. Okay, at this point, you went over and you squatted down. As the ostrich, you squatted down beside the person in the, the end chair. After I walked yeah. around, I went and kind of just nested <laughs> by this guy. He says, Paul, what are you doing? Yeah, he said, what, what are you doing? I said, everybody's got to be somewhere. He says, it's, the way he said it. it's the way he said, everybody's got to be somewhere. So then he, uh, the, the, next thing, the next thing he does, he gets up here and he says, okay, he says, uh, uh, what we want to do now, uh, he, put you all to sleep he says, everybody goes to sleep, and he says, now, he says, you're, when you wake up, he said, you're going to discover that somebody in the room here has really assaulted you. They have stolen your butt. <laughs> Two T's. Two T's. Two T's. <laughs> 
and it's missing. He tells and, this to everybody. And he tells this to everybody. So everybody wakes up, and people start doing circles and looking around, all this kind of thing, except for me. And I just back up very slowly, kind of reaching around, feeling around, back up against the back wall. You know, I'm standing there back against the wall. If he's against the wall, you can't see that it's back. Can't see it. <laughs> guy walks over and he says of course i've already done all this other stuff so he's watching everybody else do their little twirls and stuff like that and he comes walking over to me and he says paul yeah what's the matter yeah what's the matter yeah somebody has stolen my butt <laughs> says, what he said yeah they stole it not there. It was here when I got here. It was there when I got here. It's not there now. I can feel around there. I got no butt. He says, well, maybe we could help you find it. He says, what does it look like? I said, well, it's kind of brown on the top, brown on the bottom. It's got a crack right down the middle. I said, there's a hole right in the middle of it. So it's pretty, fairly hairy. So it's got a lot of hair on it. Guy's going. Now, at this point, I'm sitting out the audience going, don't tell him no, he says, well, he said, that's fairly descriptive. He said, I think we can make you, I think maybe we can find it. He says, uh, now, here, sir, here, here's another thing. He put me back down. He says, now, your feet are permanently attached to the floor. You're, you couldn't move if you had to. Your feet are just done. You're, you're M.O. And he said, you weigh 300 pounds. And you're the meanest mother in the building. And somebody has stolen your butt, and you are not a happy camper. And he says, uh, I'm going to wake you up now. It's okay. I'm standing there, you know, just standing there. You can see this thing on Paul's head just go. I'm kind of ready. He said, furious. He said, have you been able to find your butt? No. He said, I see this guy. He said, there's a guy over there at that table right over there. He said, what is that? What is that on his head? Is that? I'm looking around. I said, my goodness, my butt. <laughs> he said, he's got your butt? I said, he's got my butt on his head. <laughs> he says, well, go over there and get it. I, I was trying to get away and I couldn't move, you know, and I was going, if I can get to you. You're going to wish you hadn't stolen my butt. And he says, I said, it serves him right. And the guy says, why is that? He said, he's got running all over his face now. And again, oh. I'm out on this way. Oh, boy. Thank you, Uncle Paul and others who uh, contributed to the Humans Being Human segment. We Coming up, uh, Jen, I, we referenced her, uh, referred to her as Jenny Gagne last week. And I remember it's just Jen. Way to go, idiot. Yeah, so I emailed her. I was like... Hey, sorry for bringing uh, it. Yeah, sorry for calling you the wrong name. But she wrote back and was like, uh, why would I care about that? So she was really cool about it. So Jen Gagne Part 2 will be next week. And then we have several more uh, Humans Being Human open uh, coming up. And then, you know, we'll just we'll just keep it rolling. Uh, so thank you to Uncle Paul for that. He did tell a couple more stories that... Uh, we can't share, but there was there was one that I would like to share real quick, and it was about a uh, his like great great granddad or something was a bear trapper up in Montana or something, and the story he tells was like he you know he's going up 
this super narrow mountain pass, like at the end of the day, going back to camp, and he turns, you know, goes around the bend or whatever, and there's a biggest grizzly bear he'd ever seen standing on the on this pass. There's nowhere to, they can't go around each other. There's really nowhere to go. The horse kind of freaked out. The bear's standing there, and there's sort of this moment of silence where people, they're just sort of looking at each other. And then right after that, the bear just raises up and rah, both arms up in the air, you know, does his grizzly bear mouth thing. And and the way that the story is told, his great great granddad, who was like ninety something at the time, said, you know, boys, I pooped my pants. <laughs> and and one of the and one of the grandsons or great grandsons is sitting in you know down on the floor, look kind of looked around the room and said, well, Peepaw, I don't. I don't think a man in here is going to fault you or think any less of you for pooping your pants when that bear, you know, raised up and, you know, did his big grizzly bear thing. That's a horrifying experience. And, and Peepaw said, well, no, I don't mean, I don't mean then. I just, I meant right now when I, when I went, I just pooped in my pants. So that's a joke. So it runs in the family is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah there's, a poop, well. there's a bear pooping the pants joke. Like that you're, I'm going to make a family crest of you and one is going to be like a <laughs> pair of pants with like a, Big brown stain on the back side of it with like the stink lines and flies buzzing around. It's going to be the prominent fixture. <laughs> like congratulations if, to your wife, by the way. Yeah, if, you, uh, you've married into that. If we ever go to war, like all, when I call my banners in, it'll just be the, <laughs> be the, be the, be the, the all the banners of, of the man, the you, man, you the put, pooping just put man. Your own, just put your own pants upon the banner, and everyone will be like, "What are those pants? Oh my gosh, it stinks so bad. That's Mark. Those the are Rogers clan. Those are brown stained pants." <laughs> okay, now it is time for the Simply Human tip of the week, which I believe Rick is going to give us the tip. You know, <laughs> why did you say that? <laughs> oh, man, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Neither was I. I'll try to reset just barely. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. From my, my, that was the greatest wheeze laugh I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I was so not expecting it. was like getting kicked squarely in the, oh, the stomach sorry. okay so usually our tips of the week are you know something general like hey hug each other man or hey why don't you be a nice person this is a more like specific and concrete tip and that i think a lot of our normal people i'm sure we have some abnormal like mark like listeners who are like oh i'm gonna run 100 miles today i'm gonna go eat a i'm gonna climb a tree and uh take the ne- bird eggs out of the nest and eat those because i'm crazy we also have normal people like me who don't do weird stuff like that listening <laughs> As a normal person, one of the hardest like meal times to get vegetables in, if you ask me, is breakfast. Because, you know, we don't usually you know, I'll eat salad all day long, but it doesn't really fit right with breakfast, right? Breakfast you want something different. Well, I started making uh, green smoothies for breakfast uh, a couple days a week, couple three days a week, the days that I don't work. And man, it is a great change of pace from, you know, your standard eggs, bacon sausages, whatever. Uh what I put in my, and this is what I love the most about the green smoothie, is there's really no like, hey, you put one cup of this, one pinch of that, one tablespoon of this. You can just kind of goof around with it and find something and play around with it and find something that you make that, that, that you like the flavor of. What I'm putting in, the one that I'm actually almost done drinking now, uh, I put in, you know, a blender, some frozen berries you just get from the grocery store. Uh, probably like a handful of like uh, mixed greens, like I... I you know, spinach, chard, and kale. I buy a huge bag of it, and that lasts me about a week. Put a big handful of that in there. Uh, maybe about a half a banana, uh, a spoonful of like chia seeds, and uh, 
some heavy whipping cream and blend them all together, you can't taste the vegetables. And I know for someone like you, you're like, oh, why don't you want to taste vegetables, man? They're so delicious. Now, regular people don't really like vegetables all that much. So this is a good way to kind of sneak them in to, to you know, confusing your body that like, oh, I'm eating some, a delicious shake. Well, you're also eating like a pretty good amount of vegetables. So that's kind of my tip of the week. Play around with stuff like that. If you want, you can email me and I can tell you again, you know, what I put in there. It's not real complicated. Some frozen berries, some, you know, some greens, some heavy whipping cream. Uh, what else did I say? Like a half a banana and some chia seeds. Yeah. And just blend it all together and it's really good. And, you know, this way I'm pretty cu- like pretty significantly eating a large portion of vegetables at every meal. Yeah, and Probably you know, like ten servings a day almost. It, it is very time consuming to sit there and chew up like a cup of chard. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it really is. So and that's what I bring for for lunch. My lunch at work every night that I work is a pretty enormous salad, but I get forty five minutes to eat it. Yeah, but like you can't really do that at breakfast. And breakfast seems to be the meal that most people are like. Oh, I'm trying to rush get my kids out the door, and I'm trying to get out the door, and I got to get the bus, and blah 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 blah, and all this stuff. This is a really really fast way and it's really 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 portable. You can take it with yeah. you in the car, you can take it with you if you take the train, you can take it with you and it takes seriously about uh, 2 minutes, maybe 3 minutes to make. Yeah. So that's why I I I'm, you know, I like this so much. Yeah, very good. I uh I usually have a like a shake or a smoothie or something right after I work out and uh I'll put yeah, I'll put some uh, another good green ingredient is spirulina which is a sea vegetable. I have um, never heard of that. Super potent. It's one of the most powerful protein sources on the planet. All sea vegetables and sea plants are just ridiculously, Arr. yeah, are just crazy jam-packed with nutrients. Um, so yeah, spirulina or chlorella is another one that's really good. You don't need much. I is mean, that a little, cholera? Is that, the, you said cholera? A little, a little too much spirulina will, will definitely ruin your, your smoothie. So tip of the week is eat a big salad for breakfast. Okay. Yes, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast. Coming up next time, I can't believe it. It is going to be Dan Party, of well. uh, the researcher from Stanford. He's got a lot going on. Uh, we've also got Kelly Starrett on the on the uh, on deck circle. We've got. Uh, Hillary Safran is someone who wrote a book about enjoying life, so she's going to come back on. Hopefully, we'll have John Fergoso. We just we got a lot of stuff coming up, and hopefully, Man. all the shows will be on iTunes uh, by the time everyone's listening to this. And if not, listeners, if you're hearing this and you're looking on iTunes and the feed does not have 38 shows, there will not be an episode 39 because I will have killed myself. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Okay, so you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Everything is there. Uh, remember to check out the nutrients, uh, banners, coupon codes, and all that good stuff. Email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. We're running kind of long, so we're going to make this quick. Please leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad. That's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Should I edit that out or leave those in? So until next time, enjoy yourself.